Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Sports Sunday. Mike Rashad Joe with you. It's 11 o'clock. Before we get into the Carson Wentz trade, next segment, I did want to wrap up our quite lengthy Damian Lillard discussion, which I didn't plan for it to go this long, but uh, here we are. He's the toast of the town right now. He, he should get a full a full show just talking about how dope Dame is. It is currently 10.03. We've been talking about Dame for 40, like eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk about him for We're 10 more there. minutes. We're too. almost there. Almost there. Uh, so the all-star voting was announced. The all-star starters, I should say, wasn't were announced last week. And controversy abound. Anger, seething anger in Portland. Uh, Steph Curry named a starter. Makes sense. Luka Doncic named a starter. Makes less sense. Um, Dame was third in the voting. He actually got second in media votes and second in player votes but third in fan vote. And I guess because of all of that, it was a tie. I think it's 25% from media, 25% from players, 50% from fans. So it was a tie and the tiebreaker was the fan vote. So Luka Doncic is the starter. He had 700,000 more votes than Damian Lillard and the player vote total Lillard doubled him up. Uh, he had 131 from the players. Luka had only 58 media Dame doubled him up. He had 64 media votes while Luca had 30 media votes, but the fan vote is what won out. Um, Damian Lillard got snubbed this year, especially he got snubbed. Luca is not having a great year compared to Lillard numbers wise. It looks okay, but the Mavs aren't very good. Um, Lillard's doing more with less because like, the Mavs aren't very good right now. And it should have been Damian Lillard's all-star game starting here. I get that the fan vote is important, right? 
this is always what the all-star game has been about but i think when it's your player and it's the guy that you want to make it there and you finally feel like he's deserving after so many years of getting snubbed or being brought in by a coach or an injury replacement or whatever it's like finally it's the year for dame and then he still loses out because of the fan vote it gets frustrating especially when people that you trust more the player in the media players in the media doubled him up it's just frustrating but it's also the all-star game right and i kind of view it as like a it would have been great if we got to see Damian Lillard start in the All-Star game. First of all, there should not be an All-Star game this year anyway because of COVID, and it's idiotic that they're doing it. Uh, and second of all, it's the All-Star game. It doesn't really matter at all. So it sucks. Did he get snubbed? Absolutely. But, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's the All-Star game. Let me start by saying this. Uh-oh. I've spent the whole show praising Damian Lillard. Have I not? Yes. Damian Lillard is, uh, to me, a, a top point guard in the league. Ar- again, arguably the best point guard in the league. You know, that that's that's totally up to you. This is not a snub. It's not. I'm just going to be honest. When I talked about those top Dame top eight, Luka's one of those guys in front of him. No way. Man, um, no Mike Lynch, way. Mike Lynch. That's my name. Dame, Dame is third in scoring. Luka's fifth. Luka, Luka Doncic, six foot eight. He's third in the league in assist. Luka Doncic, top 20 in rebounds. 47% from the field. 34% from three. I get it. His team isn't is not as good as Dame's. And the players and the and the and the media vote, they're they're looking at the record. Winning record is important. I totally agree. Dame right now, what up until yesterday was a home court advantage top four team in the West. Up until they lost yesterday. And I still think they're going to be a top four team. But you're also talking about a game that is for the fans. The All-Star game and players this year don't even want to play. Like you you mentioned they shouldn't play. Most of them don't even want to play. So I'm trying to understand where a lot of the outrage uh, is coming from. I understand Dame is doing his thing this year. Dame is killing. And Luka's team is not good. But Luka Doncic is averaging 30 points as well. This dude is averaging almost 10 assists a game. He's averaging almost 10 rebounds a game. Yes, he is better than Damian Lillard right now. Dame is putting up career highs and assists and rebounds and stuff like that. This is just what Luka does. So I totally understand, like, our home fanfare, we want to say that Damian Lillard is that guy. And guess what? He is. There's only a few dudes in the league that are just special. You can't – Luka is a created player. You play 2K, he's a created player. You make him six foot eight. you make him kind of kind of stocky, you make him with a good jumper and able to, to, to dribble past you. And dri- That's what Luka is. So I totally understand the way that we feel about Dame because I feel the same way about him. But let's just be honest, Blazer fans. That's the one thing we haven't done with each other with each other for long enough. We covet guys that we shouldn't covet. Dame should be. But we should also be honest about what, what we have. And what we have is a top seven, top eight guy in the league, one of the best players in the league, could still possibly move up into that top five because his career is not over yet. But as it stands today, even though Luka's team is not as good as Damian Lillard's, come on, man. If you're talking about a basketball player, Luka Doncic is – Dame can shoot from half court. Okay, that's cool. I, that, that's, um, that's amazing. There's nothing you can do about a dude that can pull up from half court. There, but there's nothing you can do. Clearly, his team can't win or hasn't been winning, and this dude is still doing what he does. There's nothing you can do about Luka. Okay, so – He's one of the biggest mismatches in the league, not named Giannis or LeBron. I definitely don't want to take anything away from Doncic. He's a great player, right? Dame is averaging more points. 
the assists are close. I mean, they're, but they're close, right? Points are close. Assists are close, right? Dame's at eight assists a game. Doncic's mm-hmm. at nine assists a game. And Dame's at 30 points a game. Doncic's at 29 points a game, right? Doncic obviously gets more rebounds. Not going to take that away from him. Dame is clearly the better shooter. Yeah. So why are you saying it's so obvious that Luke is the better player? They're close. They're certainly they are, close. They are not. How but old Dame is, is the better player. How old is Luka Doncic? He's younger. 21? 20. Uh, Dame's 30? Let me see his age. Who are you taking right now? We just talked about LeBron's age and, Dame, and, and Dame's age and everything, and that was something people want to keep pointing out. Look how much older LeBron is than everybody else. Look how much younger Luka is than Dame. He's 22 in like a day. And he's 20, 21 right now. 21 years old. Yeah. And look at what he's doing in his league. Did Dame do that at 21? He did not. Just saying. So I get it. I understand. But why does I get the age matter in this from. argument? Why did the age matter about LeBron? Everybody bought that up, and it was and it was okay, right? I'm just talking but, about at this moment, why does – if you're talking about this year, who's the better player, why does Luka's age matter? Because he's 21, and he's doing exactly what Dame is doing as far as scoring the ball. He's right. doing more with assisting the ball. He's doing more with rebounds, and he's younger. For, we, we love Giannis because he was doing all those same things, and he was 23 when he was For long term, that's a great argument. But for this year – his no, age doesn't for, matter. No, for this year, you're right. Okay, well, I I disagree with that a little bit because I'm looking at a dude who's younger and still doing on, on par with everything Dame is doing in a career year. Because LeBron, this is a career year for Damian Lillard. LeBron this is, just is still the best. Does. LeBron is still the best player in the NBA. The age does not matter. Right. You're right. No. Long you're right. term, it's not as good because he's 36 and he's getting older. Luca would be better long term. But LeBron is the best player in again, the NBA. Uh, but again, this is a career year for Damian Lillard as far as what he's doing. This is what Luka Doncic did last year, his numbers that he's putting up. So I'm just, I'm just saying, I get it, man. I love Dame. I, I, I mean, if this, if there was any year he should have been a starter, it could have been this year. But this is a fa- the fans, seven hundred thousand fan Dude. votes. That means fans Rashad, want to see Luka Doncic. Dame scored not more Dame points and averaged the same assists as Luka last year. He did. Dame had thirty average last year. Luka had twenty eight, and the assists were eight and eight. Yeah. So. They're basically the, yeah, they're, they're very close, but it's not. I'm saying, it's not that clear yeah, that Luca's better. I would I would probably I would probably take I would take Luca at the, at at this point. Just because, again, you're talking about if you're even talking about building for the future. Yeah, I would probably t- take Luca. Well, All those for numbers the future is different, but we're not talking about. No, that. you're not. You're we're absolutely not talking about that. I'm saying right now, as it stands, Damian Lillard, top seven, top eight dude in the league, absolutely. And that's I think people. Why do people think that's a diss? It's not. It's really not like because you start, people, you, you start talking forget, about the Kawhi's and everybody like like it's not. People forget not how hard. many good players there are. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's not that's not a you're not trying to clown Damian Lillard by saying that he's a, a top ten dude. Like, in what world is that a bad thing? Like you can be considered the best in the world if you're in that top ten, top seven. Like that argument can go either way. So I understand, and I'm not saying that he's trash. Clearly, I'm not saying that, but. If you're asking me between two players, I'm, I'd have to take the I'd have to take Luca, and right. the fans voted for him. So I mean, it's a fan game. Let the fans have what they want. I think Europe, a lot of Europe voted for him too, which makes sense. European fans matter too. Yep, it is. Uh, that is, I think that's the reason why he's getting the starting role is because of the entire continent of Europe probably voting for him. Yao, how many years did Yao Ming start? Exactly. You know, so it's it's one of those it things. Is what it want is what it is. Yeah, it's not just the American votes; it's the world votes. All right, uh, let's switch gears and get to the NFL next. Carson Wentz was traded for very little. Uh, and to a team that uh, I guess we'll find out just how good Carson Wentz really is. That's next on The Fan.
Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten seventeen Sunday morning, Sports Sunday. Spent the first six segments talking Dame. We'll get a little Carson Wentz action in here before hate it or love it. So the second big quarterback trade of the offseason has occurred. Less big than the Jared Goff-Matt Stafford trade, but still big nonetheless. The Eagles have traded Carson Wentz to the Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 conditional second-round pick. That second-rounder next year can become a first-round pick if Carson Wentz plays in 75% of their snaps or if he plays in 70% of their snaps and they make the playoffs. So if he stays healthy, the Eagles are getting a second and a first or a third and a first, basically. Interestingly enough, this doesn't feel like a lot compared to when we looked at the Jared Goff-Matt Stafford trade, right? That was a big haul what the Lions got in that trade. Whereas this just feels like it's higher picks. It's a third and a second that could become a first, but it's only two. And it just shows you how differently the league views Carson Wentz and Matt Stafford. Stafford's been a guy who's super consistent. You know, he hasn't had a lot of success with the Lions, right? They don't often make the playoffs with him, or when they do, they don't win. Whereas Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate in the year before he got hurt. Uh, that team won a Super Bowl without him. He's had good, or he had that really good year. And the Eagles always feel like they're more in the playoff hunt than the Lions have. But Carson Wentz is not the same quarterback. Do you feel like this was too little to get for Carson Wentz, or does it kind of feel just right to you? I just feel like it was one of those things. It, it felt like uh, the Eagles just wanted to move on. Like, what do you, what do you got? I'll take it. You know, that's that's kind of you know what it felt like. You know, like you mentioned the Matt Stafford trade, and I mean I. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say I think Matt Stafford is better than I, I still don't think we've seen the best Carson Wentz. So it's hard to say, but I think Matt Stafford is better than Carson Wentz. He is better, you know, yeah. at this point. So uh, I, I think it was a, a move that they made because they just want to kind of get the circus over. Like, I mean, is you talk about some guy, you know, and Wentz that people said had a, a bad attitude in the locker room. And, you know, as a quarterback. You, it's, you can't. You can't. It's Apparently, just, it's, he, in, it's impossible. He to didn't be that talk way. to um, Doug Peterson for weeks at the end, like eight straight weeks. He didn't even talk. And to if him. you're the rest of the team and you see your your star quarterback and your head coach aren't talking, you know it's going to be a long season. You know this is going to be a, a, a terrible process. And I think it was. And as you, you you saw how messy it got. And I just think it was one of those things to where. It was almost kind of like a uh, you want to get a divorce over, and so just give her the yes, she can have the house. I don't want it. Like, just give it to her. Like, I don't. I'm just get so we can get this over with. And and I feels like that's kind of what they did because I feel like they could have got more for Carson Wentz, you know. But I think they just want to move on, kind of cut the cord. And luckily for Wentz, he went somewhere to where I think he he wanted to go, and somewhere with a, with a coach that he's familiar with, yep. you know, and a coach that with you know Carson Wentz, you know, was first in the NFL in passing and first in QBR and first in wins and, you know, all those things. So it looks like it was a good move for, for both sides, but I guess only time will tell. But again, it was, I'm, I'm glad it's over 
because you start seeing it get really ugly and you start seeing people come out of the woodwork to kind of give their opinions from the team about what was happening and how they felt about people. So I'm kind of glad that that part is over and hopefully uh, this works out for the Colts. They had a one-year, two-year rental, we know, in Phillip Rivers. They knew he wasn't going to be there for long. So this is your long-term option. This is what you've been waiting for since you – I mean, honestly, if that's, I think that's how the Colts are looking at this. This is their long-term option that they haven't had, obviously, since Andrew Luck retired a couple of years ago. So this is somebody that they can step in. This isn't, you know, um, what, was the, what was the number? Jacoby Brissett. It's mm-hmm. not anybody – this is somebody that you know has had a, at least somewhat of a history of winning or at least has won at some point. So, I mean, I think it's good for both sides, but I just I thought they would get more for Wentz and them not getting as much just kind of lets me know that, man, the Eagles just wanted to get this situation over with. Yeah, well, I, Wentz is tough because I, I, the pro football focus numbers came out for him. And his rank in his years were 21st, 5th, that was the MV, or close to MVP season, 14th, 14th, and then 31st last year. It might have been 17th in there, too. I'm, I'm doing that off the top of my head. So, you know, for for fairness sake, maybe take out his worst year, right? But then you should probably take out his best year. As outliers, he's an average quarterback. He's a middle-of-the-road, 14, 15, 16 average quarterback, right? So is Wentz really the QB of the future for the Colts? I don't know. I feel like the Colts are doing this thing because they have a really good team but they don't have that quarterback where they're trying to kind of tread water and stay good enough and relevant while they have a really good team. Their offensive line is great. Their defense is really solid. They've got decent skill position players. And it's hard to find a quarterback in the draft when you're good to help you right away. So that's why they went and got Phillip Rivers. You know, Phillip Rivers came in, and I didn't think Phillip Rivers was particularly good last year, but he did lead the Colts to the playoffs. And I think that's the, the that's the big thing is that, you know, Phillip Rivers – who neither of us thought was that good. Really, Philip Rivers hasn't been good for uh, the last like four or five seasons, if we're if we're being honest. But he was able to come in there and take this team, who's already pretty much set up a pretty good defense, pretty good offensive line, set up to do some some dirt in season. And so I think now you've got a guy in Wentz who I still think, like you said, it's kind of a mystery. Like nobody really knows. You've seen good Carson, but you've also seen bad Carson. In between there, and you've heard about jerk Carson. And in between there, the, the the real Carson Wentz should stand up because we know that he's he's in there somewhere. And I just think we haven't seen him yet. And so hopefully for the, for if I'm speaking for the Colts, hopefully for them, this is where they're kind of this is where they stop looking for their quarterback. You know, I don't think you give up those early picks because it was only two picks, but it was couple of you know early uh picks in the draft then you don't give up those early picks if you're not planning for your future i do well i don't know i I do think the colts are in a tough spot it's like you don't want to waste the years of a well-built franchise and we don't often see this with teams where it's always the quarterback that drives it but it's hard hard it's rare to find a team that's built so well but doesn't have a good quarterback it's rare usually they have one that's good enough and since andrew luck retired the colts are reeling because Andrew Luck was that guy, yeah, right? Andrew Luck was an amazing quarterback. Then he got started getting hurt, and you started getting concerned about him, but he was still incredible. I mean, I, I, I remember, wasn't it the game that he punctured his lung that he played through the injury, and he threw like three touchdowns, and mm-hmm. it was an insane comeback or something like that? Um, that was Andrew Luck. So he retires, and you're just kind of like, uh, we have a good team, but now we don't have a quarterback. What do we do? That doesn't happen very often. I think the Colts are trying to kind of 
keep pushing at the same level they're at before they have to do a full reset. And I think Carson Wentz is just another. I don't think it's long term. I, I, I think they're hopeful that Frank Reich can maybe reawaken something in him that he did when he was with, with Philly Reich, that is. But I do think this is a bit more of a let's keep treading water. Let's hope Carson Wentz can, because he's better than Jacoby Brissett, right? We can say that fairly confidently. Let's hope that he can get us back to the playoffs and give us another chance to maybe make a Super Bowl. And at this point, I think but all you need him to do is I don't know be better long-term. than Phillip Rivers. That's, I mean, you, you've seen that you... Or be you, equal to Philip Rivers. That's it. You know, you've seen your team is good enough with, you know, subpar quarterback play to get you to the playoffs. So now at this point, all you have to be is on par with Philip Rivers, which, you know, considering his season wasn't hard or just a little bit better, and you can make that run. Like, if you're a quarterback, I think the Colts are an awesome situation to go into. Awesome situation. You play in a dome, like... You play in a pretty winnable division. Like you, you're pretty much set up to 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 do some some work if you're the Colts. So, I mean, I think this is good for Reich. Ho- hopefully, uh, this is this will be the end of their you know quarterback search because I'm I'm a little more confident in Wentz. I think it's hard to play in a situation that you you're not comfortable in and you don't want to be in. I think once you and you, you see that from players that want to be traded and they're not traded and you see how they start acting, you see how they start playing. It's just like I don't really want to be here. And I think when you don't want to be somewhere, you you play like it, you act like it, and we'll see if he, you know, if this is if this if it's just a matter of uh, needing a, a, some new scenery and getting back to what he does well. But I've, I think Carson Wentz could surprise a lot of people with how well he plays if he plays um, somewhat motivated this year. All right, let's get back on track and back on time here. Coming up next, it is hated or love it, but first, Joe has sports. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That music means it's time for Hate It or Love It. It's a competition segment. Joe will ask us questions and award us points based on our answers, and then the winner gets to host the last segment. So, what do you have for us today, Joseph? All right. Uh, well, I'm kind of just glancing over the Blazers' schedule here. Obviously, they just went on the solid wind streak. They do have some uh, wins over the Philadelphia 76ers. But as Mike mentioned earlier in the show, the wind streak was against teams like Cleveland and Orlando and New Orleans and Oklahoma City. Again, they got a couple wins against the 76ers, but they got absolutely blown out by the Milwaukee Bucks. They've lost to San Antonio. They did beat the Lakers earlier in the year. Uh, lost to Indiana. Um, lost won the a, Knicks. Lost the Knicks. They they did beat Golden State, but then immediately lost to them right after that. Lost to a good Clippers team, and they're coming into a uh, tough stretch here on the West Coast. We're going to be taking on Phoenix, Denver, and Los Angeles, the Lakers. So, hate it or love it, the Blazers are overrated. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say hate. They're not overrated. I, I think it's a, it's an important thing to look at the context of the win streak and say, hey, these are the teams that you beat, but that's the schedule you have. And you still won six in a row, and you still put yourself back into the top four and five in the West. Right now, fifth, but, you know, you were fourth yesterday. The, this, is a good, this is a good team. They're not overrated. Uh, it's a good team without their second and third best players. So now that Lillard's hit his stride, 
Now that you've seen Gary Trent Jr. become the impactful player he is, now that you're seeing Simons have an impact like he is, and now that Dennis Cantor's playing solid defense and Covington shooting the ball, when CJ and Nurk come back in the second half of the season, hopefully everything will click into place. You'll still get the CJ you got at the beginning of the year, which he was playing at an MVP level, don't forget. And uh, you hopefully get Bosnia Beast, like Rashad said earlier. Hopefully you get the true Nurk to come back and not be afraid to get hurt Nurk. And then you'll be a really good team again. Remember before this season started, there was the discussion, the debate, the argument, depending on who you were talking to, of whether or not this offseason made the Blazers a top three or four team in the West or whether it was just going to be six, seven, eight, as per mm-hmm. usual. I believed they were going to be a three or four team in the West, and the injuries obviously changed that. But at this point, when you get those guys back, you can still achieve that goal. So, yeah, uh, I, I hate that they're overrated. Yeah, I also hate that they're overrated. The Blazers are exactly where I felt like they probably should be. Uh, And up until yesterday, that was a top four team in the Western Conference. I think they're going to go back to being one of those top four teams in the Western Conference. I think uh, the Lakers are good, but they know that they have to kind of they're in championship mode. So they know they can coast and not be uh, the best team during the regular season to get all the way to the playoffs. That gives them an opportunity to move up into that, you know, upper echelon of the top three or four in the in the, in the West. But I'm looking at uh, wins against Toronto. Obviously, the wins against uh, Philadelphia, man, the wins against, um, excuse me, the first win against uh, Washington. They're doing some of these things on the road, which with no fans doesn't really matter, but you are still traveling and going in there and beating uh, beating teams. They're playing the good teams well. They're playing down to lesser competition, which is what some of the best teams in the league are kind of doing right now. For whatever reason, the Brooklyn Nets are destroying the teams with uh, plus 500 records, but they're getting ran by all the teams that they're not supposed to uh, lose to just because and I think they're not up for those games. So we've seen them, but this past, uh, this past uh, week and a half, man, you've seen a Blazers team that comes in there to play everybody whether you're the best team in the east or whether you're one of the bottom feeders they come in there and have great games against orlando then philly and then you know to end up playing uh, a good game against new orleans man this game against phoenix is going to be really telling because it's going to be a big challenge for them chris paul is always a thorn in the side of damian lillard and always has been since the beginning of his career and then you add a guy like devin booker who's playing on a different level this year averaging right around 27 oh i won Okay, cool. And then then you look at DeAndre Ayton. So this is going to be really, for me, one of the first big tests that this Blazers team has had to face since they've been on this big run. So, no, I don't think they're overrated. I think they're right where they should be and probably uh, not as good as they should be. All right, moving on to another team in the Western Conference. Team that the Blazers will be playing here soon and have already beat. That's the L.A. Lakers. And they're going through a... I guess you could say a rough patch. They lost the other night. Last second shot. Couldn't have it to fall. Alex Caruso. But the biggest thing to fall was Anthony Davis. He fell due to his Achilles calf injury. He's got the tendinosis over in the Achilles, which if you've read into what that injury is, that does not sound um, reassuring. No. At all. It makes you think at some point it's going to snap. Yeah, it's it doesn't seem very good. So he's going to be reevaluated. I believe four weeks is what they said. I don't think he. I definitely don't think he'll be back in four weeks at all. It probably be a little bit longer than that. But the dreaded reevaluation. We we know all about that as Blazer oh fans. My gosh. God, yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, hate it or love it, without AD, the Lakers are the third best team in the West. 
Uh, I hate they're the second best team in the West. The Jazz are the best team right now, and I'm not going to go against them because they just went on like a 13-game winning streak and were unstoppable during that. You've got a good young player in Donovan Mitchell who's only getting better. Rudy Kobe Gobert is a very elite defensive player in the middle, and the rest of their guys just shoot threes and play defense, and that's what you need to be a really, really good team. The Lakers without AD are LeBron and a bunch of cast-offs, <laughs> which we've seen LeBron do great with. Um, so he's obviously the Lakers are still going to be the top two team in the West with LeBron there. It's just not going to be as dominant. But I mean, you're right, Joe, losing to Denver, losing to Brooklyn, losing to Miami and only scoring 94 against Miami. It's not looking great for the Lakers right now, but I'm not going to just because of one injury for Anthony Davis. I'm not going to remove them from that top two list. The Clippers have looked good and now they're finally starting to get healthy. But we all know what the Clippers do in the playoffs. We know what these players do. We know what Paul George is like in the playoffs, right? And we know what happened last year to them. And, you know, you've got a new coach and you've got a new, a whole new, hopefully, mindset, but I just don't trust them. So I'm going to say Lakers two and uh, Jazz one right now. I'm, I'm hating that they won't be a top two team. Uh, the, without AD, the Lakers are the third best team in the West. So I love it. And I, I'm and maybe not even the third. Like LeBron James, as we know that he's been good enough his entire career to lead an Eastern Conference team to the top of the East. You know, with, LeBron James. With, you know, we, we know that he's been that good. Um, in the Western Conference, it's really different because you have to square up with some of, some of the best offensive players in the league every single night. Without Anthony Davis and also without Dennis Schroeder, that's somebody, some we're forgetting. Their point guard is not there. Dennis Schroeder has really changed the way this Lakers team has ran their uh, offense uh, because Rondo obviously couldn't really shoot and he couldn't really score like that. Dennis Schroeder's changed their entire offense in the way that looks. He's going to be out for the foreseeable future. You know what I think of when I think of Anthony Davis and this re being reevaluated, being reevaluated? I think of Kevin Durant and the calf issue that he was having that ended up being an Achilles for him and he ended up missing an entire season. So I'm looking at this Lakers team saying that LeBron James and Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Mark Gasol probably aren't enough to beat the Damian Lillards, enough to beat that uh, that Clippers team, which is loaded, enough to beat this Utah team, which is playing really well, enough to beat this Phoenix team, which seems to be on the, on the way up and everything. So there's a good chance this Lakers team can fall as much as four or five because the one thing we know lebron james doesn't care about the regular season he's going to coast through the regular season like it's nothing and then once they get to the playoffs that's when they end up turning it on he goes zero about 30 and doing something so yes the lakers can absolutely fall out of contention this is a great opportunity for damian lillard to step in there and win that mvp all right moving on to damian lillard as we mentioned earlier in the show his Snubbing of the all-star starting position. Luka Doncic getting the nod over him. And we were hypothetically talking about would you trade him for some of the top players in the league? So why don't we bring up those two players that were in debate about the all-star starting position. Hater to love it. You would trade Damian Lillard for Luka Doncic straight up. I think we both know how we're going to answer this. Uh, although I do appreciate the long-term Luka thing. Uh, the fact that he's younger, I'm going to say hate. I'm going to say hate. I think Damian Lillard's the better player. I think he's the better leader, and I think he's what Portland needs right now. I think he is a better fit for this team and for the city than Luka Doncic is. Um, I think he gets the team involved more than Luka does in certain ways. I know Luka averages a lot of assists, but Luka is a complete vortex of domination sometimes, which is not a negative thing. It's a positive thing, but just in terms of what I think the Blazers need, it's Damian Lillard, and I think Damian Lillard's better I know Rashad has been on the Luka train on the show today, and I guess in his in his life, 
Uh, he views Luca as the better player. I don't think Luca's there yet. Um, he's still young. He still has to prove over and over year, year in and year out that he can do this consistently. And he's got to make his team better too. That's the one thing that he has yet to do that Damian Lillard has always been able to do is truly single-handedly make his team better. And I feel like Luca's a great player, but has struggled to get that extra step forward that Dame has hit. So I'd say, hey, I'm going to keep Dame. I'm loving it. Uh, I'm sorry. I got to do it. And you're talking about age. You're talking about size. You're talking about skill set. The one thing we talk about all the time is that the Blazers have one of the smallest backcourts in the league. And people take advantage of that. Guys like Drew Holiday can take advantage of a small backcourt. There's no taking advantage of a six foot eight Luka Doncic. If he wants to back you down, that's what he's going to do. And so I'm taking the guy who's younger who shoots at almost a, a similar clip, not not from as deep, but shoots almost a, a similar number from, from three, uh, has a better field goal percentage, like, hey, man, and again, younger, and at 21 is averaging damn near a triple-double in his third year. And mind you, talk about making his players better. What were, what were the Mavs last year going into the playoffs? I think they were the fifth seed, sixth seed, one of those two. What were the Blazers? The eighth seed, or actually the ninth seed playing to get into the eighth seed. So as far as making players better, Luka did that in year two while Dane was still trying to figure out, trying to struggle to make that eighth seed. So I understand that, you know, again, as Blazer fans, we hang on to certain stuff, but let's just be 100% honest. I'm taking the dude who's younger and does all the same stuff and gives me more than Damian Lillard does. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you a point for the argument, but then you're gonna lose a point because the Mavericks were only one seed better than the Blazers. Were they? Were they? Were they fighting to get into? Were they fighting in that uh, that eighth, ninth seed to, they, to get into that thing? No. They weren't, but well, okay. I mean, well, they were better. Yes or no? Were they better? Yes or no? They yes. were the seventh. Okay. Well, they were, were they the better? Seed. Were they better? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. That's all I'm asking. But they were the seventh. But they were better. We were the ninth seed, and then we won. So just saying. All right. And you, then, you gained and lost a point, Rashad. That's you, fine. It's, it's that's totally fine. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and on our last one, we got a uh, a fan entered Hater to Love. I saw it on the Ooh, text line, and I fun. didn't want to do as much work, so I decided to throw this one in. <laughs> about the Carson Wentz trade, Hate it or Love it. <laughs> Carson Wentz will have more career playoff wins as a starting NFL quarterback than Tim Tebow when he retires. <laughs> Which is, I'm pretty sure, one. just one. one. <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, Carson Wentz is good enough, you know, to to at least get a playoff win. If Phillip Rivers and, you know, him falling apart at that age is, is good enough to get you to the playoffs, Carson Wentz is good enough to at least get you but a win. win. The, the no, they is, didn't win. They didn't the win. The question is, will he win more? Well, so Tebow's only have, won one. So he needs to have he a needs to win two. Wins. So Tebow's won how many? One. one. Then he just needs to win one. He needs to win two. He needs to win more. But Wentz, oh, Wentz more. hasn't won one yet, no. right? That's no. right. I forgot that he was hurt during that, that was uh, playoff Foles. run. So uh, how, as a Colt, you say, or just... Well, I mean, Colt, whoever he plays with in the future, if it's not Indianapolis. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he gets two playoff wins. That's not a wild card win. That's not, I mean, that's not hard, right? You sound so certain. A wild card win, that's not hard. Now six teams get into the wild card, that ain't hard. That's it. No, that's six a really, teams the wild card. That's, yeah, that's, that's a really tough, actually, it's a really good one. Because I like the, uh, the Colts are, are built well. And the Colts can win a game despite their quarterback. So if Carson Wentz is in there not playing well, but they still win because of a good defensive performance or something, that gives him one. I think this just means long-term, do you believe Carson Wentz is an answer or not? To me, I'm just not sure. I'm not, I don't have a definitive yes or no. I mean, he's middling. He's an average quarterback. Average quarterbacks have won multiple playoff games before. So, you know, I guess I, guess I just sold it on myself. Uh, I love it. He will win more playoff games than Tim Tebow in his career.
He will luck his way into one win. I mean, Trent Dilfer won a couple and games. And then he will and... play well enough and win one as well over the course of the rest of his career. So, love. He'll win right. two-plus playoff games. Brad Johnson, Trent, Trent Dilfer. Like, you don't have to be great to win. Well, I'll give you a point, Mike, for having a little bit more confidence in your answer than Rashad did. But still not enough to overcome Rashad in today's victory. You gave him a lot of points today, Joe. Maybe Joe's finally not hating on, on your boy, man. My, my mom was listening and went, man, Joe's being stingy with your points. Man. She did not. She did. She did not. She did. She should have listened, listened last time because Joe's giving you all the points. Always does, man. Well, Maxine, I'm I think sorry. Joe is paying you prior Mike to Mike has started. got his fair share of wins, okay? 1041, Joe's very stingy with points. Oh. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Joe, I appreciate you today. Uh, when we come back, um, sports. Sports. On the fan. Sports. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I feel like this song doesn't get played enough, you know, and so Lynch's mom is right. You you are very stingy with the with the points. Today you gave me some, but Today typically, you were less stingy but than typically you're, I'm, I'm sitting here like, okay, you're going to give me any points or Lynch, <laughs> Lynch is going to just get all of them? Okay. That's no, 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 no. That's what's up. I he, thought me and Joe were cooler than we actually. He is stingy with both of us. No, he is not. Today he was stingy with you for whatever reason. I think because we're taking pictures together and you know we have to be here a little longer together than we typically are. He's being a little cooler with the points. but you can't make anybody happy. No one's happy. Maxine's not happy. Rashad's not happy. He even gets the win and he's not happy. Get used to it, man. You know what I'm saying? Are you guys taking your pictures today? We are taking pictures today. I'm just going to start not giving any points, just deducting points. (laughs) Watch watch the look on our faces as as we sit there waiting for points that aren't. That'll be a good joke one time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, Rashad we'll finishes like, with negative four. Mike finishes with negative six. So I'm walking out of the studio. Oh, that golf, golf score. Rashad wins on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm walking out of the studio. What, if, what if we just boycotted it and you asked a question and we just stared at you? <laughs> we just looked at you. You're like, just hey, dead silence. Love it, this. Mm, I don't know. Or just talked about something totally different. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't want to answer that yeah. question. Next question. I'm not comfortable with that, Joe. Yeah, just do the Marshawn Lynch to yeah. you the whole time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for asking. So I'm just here so I Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Played opposite. I'm just here so I can make money. Yeah. No, but yes, we are indeed taking pictures for what I believe is our website. Yeah, they're getting updated. I took mine on Wednesday. Yeah. So um, I'm glad. Can I, can I be honest? You're glad. I'm super glad. Because yeah, guess what? They're old pictures. No, it's not even that. Like we took. I remember when we took those pictures. It had to have been about four or five years ago. Five years ago, somewhere around there. And um, we took a ton of pictures. And I took one with my arm on your shoulder wearing those like von miller kind of gazelle glasses because they always have us take serious ones and they have us take like goofier ones of all the pictures that they could have used they used the one that wasn't the serious one and so it was a good picture it was a it was a cool picture but if you look at like man dusty and can's picture and isaac and sook's picture and dirt and sprague it was all very much like buttoned up and these guys their arms crossed like looking professional and then it's me with those glasses on your shoulders, like, bro, like, <laughs> y'all couldn't have picked, the, picked another picture. Like, shame on you, whoever picked that. Because every time I would do, like, the Les Schwab Invitational or the state championship game or something like that, and I'd open up, like, the, the program, and that's one of the pictures I'd see, and I'm like, ugh, why did they take that one? They could have used any other picture. I, I wore a bow tie that day. You did. And they used the one of me in the jean shirt with the glasses on. It's like, <laughs> you, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> 
Come on. I thought it was a funny picture. I yeah, enjoyed it. It was a funny picture. But I enjoyed it. In the, in, in the grand scheme of it, when looking at those other pictures that are very professional, and then you get to ours in the end with my arm on your shoulder, it's like, fam, let's, let's use this. So if you're listening, let's make sure we use the professional picture. Well, you, I'm sure you can tell Will, because Will's going to be the one taking them, I imagine. Will, I'm sure, is listening on now. Yes, man. Um, let's get the right one. I got my hair He did have me take some silly ones, though. I, I, uh, I flipped the camera off, so that'll definitely be used. <laughs> Um, I had some, I just had some silly ones and they actually look pretty good. So if he uses those, I don't care. Like use, use whichever one you want. They're funny. Yeah. And I, I want the, the ones that you don't use. Send those I gave to a me. heart to the camera. Oh, that's cute. I did. I put my hand under my chin. Like, that's Aw. cute. Yeah. I just did like stupid want, stuff like that. I want Will to make one of those like eighties, nineties photos where I'm like looking off in the distance. And then in the top corner of the photo is, a, is me again, mm-hmm. like just faded a yeah. little bit more. Like I, a actually, I actually had one of those pictures as a, as a small child, you know, I don't know where you go to get those taken. I don't know if it was just every photography, you know, place just kind of took those pictures. But it I had one of me looking that way, me looking, you know, kind of up. And then the other one was like, like my ghost or whatever, looking down at that picture. It was like, yeah, it's a oh, pretty. So it wasn't the same picture in the background. It was a different one. No. So it's a different, it's a different okay. like kind of, kind of pose. So Yeah. You know, I don't think people take, you know, now you have to have a professional photographer. You have to meet somewhere like those. I miss the days of being able to go to like Luzader or go to like uh, J.C. Penney's J.C. Penney or what's the <laughs> what's the place? The bottom of the Lloyd Center that like the only you went there to take pictures with if you were a couple, you know, you wore the same thing it was like hearts in the background was it and the photo booth. It wasn't the photo booth, but like <laughs> it was one of those things you go and pick out your little. Oh, we want this background and we're getting eight by tens and. Typically, you wear the same outfit as your girl. The love Shack. Yeah. Baby Love Shack. That's a great song. Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah. No, so I'm... I'm BB2s I the, are great. I miss those those days of, you know, just the Lloyd Center was a one-stop shop. The Lloyd Center now is like... The Lloyd Center's dead, the Lloyd, the Lloyd Center now is like that dude in high school that used to be cool, and he had, like, all the money and all the girls in a cool car and was, like, the captain of the team, and then you see him later, and it's like, oh, bro, what, what happened? happened you? Like, you... Kind of. You guys want to hang out? There's some beers. No. And mind you, there's still some cool things about Get that. Party. There's still some cool things about that person that make them them. Like, oh man, there's there he is. Like, oh that's 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 Gary <laughs> that the, I know. It's the memories. There's the you know like you go to Lois and man, Joe Brown's popcorn is still there. Shout out to the homie David Ferguson and, and and Joe Brown. So that's still one of those things that's that's at the mall. Like shoe store is still at the mall, but you know, outside of that, it's like. Eh. <laughs> and then yeah. the Lloyd Center says something questionable, like, "What if the high school girls want to come?" Yeah, what time are the girls getting out of school, man? Like, <laughs> wow, excuse yeah, me, ew. totally ruin it, man. Ew. So, so that's what I, that's what I feel like when I go to the Lloyd Center now. So hopefully we were able to get some type of mall back in the mix because I think or, it's important. I mean, you know, Washington just, Square is still a solid mall. I mean, or you could just tear it down and, and uh, build, build a baseball, baseball stadium. stadium yeah. there. I mean, yeah. that sounds good to me. Oh, no damn baseball stadium. <laughs> yes. After what you just said in the first segment, you're all for it. I yeah. am. I am. You Not there. It. Put it somewhere else. <laughs> Knock out the movie theater. Put it there. Yeah, that's an option, too. Yeah. But so. we need parking, so I mean. Yeah, I mean. Do we really need the Lloyd Center? We do need the Lloyd Center. Do we really need for, the Lloyd Center? For nostalgic reasons. Oh, that's that's a great reason to keep things around nostalgia. It is. That's why you should do it. It's called history. <laughs> is that why the Tacoma Dome still exists? Bingo. Tacoma Dome is actually dope. All right. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you missed any of it, you can find it on the Les Trump Tires podcast on the radio.com app and 1080 to the fan.com. We'll be back next week, 9 to 11 on Sunday. Have a very good rest of your weekend.